0: From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. Be here now, be here now, be here now, just be. Hi there, friends. This is Martha Creek, MarthaCreek.com. I'm thinking a lot about you and wondering how you're navigating these times that we're in, and also extremely confident, confident, faith-filled, that you are very, very equipped for this. And as challenging as it may be, rightfully so, and as high as the emotions are, and as deep as the grief and loss and change is, what I know for sure is who you are, I know who you are, I know what you are, and I know how you serve, and I know how you're here to serve. So I lift you up today as you continue in that path and to God's speed. And I wanted to leave a few ideas for you here uh, to encourage you to take very good care of yourself uh, as you navigate these winds and know that we're in this like marathon runners, that we've got to have little water stations set up for ourselves all along the way. And you know best what that is for you and what the water stations would look like for you. Um, So I'll offer some ideas here that hopefully will prompt you, even if you're doing some of these things already to um, even turn the dial up just 10% to do just a little better at it uh, right now to keep yourself not only thriving through this, but sustainable, sustainable for sure, and in for the long-term, and certainly thriving then eventually, not just surviving all this, but thriving through it. So uh, first to prioritize the stuff, anything in life, to prioritize whatever it is that makes your tail wag that brings you a speck of joy, of happiness. It could be FaceTiming with your grandchildren, or it could be reading your uh, morning uh, daily word or your science of mind daily practices. It could be that you um, talk to somebody and re- about recipes, Or anything, what you're looking forward to when all this is over. So, to absolutely keep something as a priority for yourself that you have to look forward to on the other side of this, something that makes your seriously makes your tail wag, whatever that is, and to keep that a priority. That includes also keeping things in a priority that make you and keep you sane. It could be your prayer time, your spiritual mind treatment. It could be calling the daily word line, the 24-hour silent unity prayer line where there's a prayer associate in person there to pray with you. It could be your prayer partner that you, uh, if you normally pray once a week with them, that you go to every day for a few weeks or something that would keep you more grounded, centered, and sane during this. It also then means um, looking at whatever's going to promote health in you, and you've, I'm sure heard a lot about this by now to build immunity in yourself, to take longer periods of rest, uh, longer times for sleep, um, to prop your feet up, to um, look at what you're um, mindful about what you're eating and how that's um, to support the body and whatever, whatever form that takes. So uh, um, real specific ways for revitalization, renewal, and building this immunity system. Keeping priorities and what makes our tails wag, makes us absolutely seriously even happy for a moment, even in these challenging times, and something to talk about, and someone to talk about it with that can look forward to something with you. That's gonna be, some shifting out of ain't it awful, ain't it awful, ain't it awful energy to, yes, it's awful, yes, and I believe this, like every rainstorm will run out of rain, every rainstorm in history eventually ran out of rain, so this too will run out of rain, so when the rainstorm runs out, what can I look forward to, something to keep out there for yourselves, it also means then encouraging you to say no to things that don't interest you, And anything that's a drag on your energy, anything if you think about you wake up every morning full of vitality, renewed and set to go. And then I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. And the the life gets sucked out of me to how I can do that and not let my energy get diminished through the day. So whatever's diminishing that, So I'm not talking about a good tired where you really did something that fulfilled you, you're naturally tired, you need to rest a little or something. I'm talking about what energy drags and energy drains. Things that you absolutely have no interest in and things prior to today or prior to this time, you may could not have had the courage to say no to. Just simply I'm not available for that or thank you for asking and I'm gonna pass on that. I'm holding very specifically my priorities during this time and um, I care about you so the no is not to the person the no is not to your relationships the no is to the request the no is to the transaction itself um, not to the person so no is a very scary word to use we're often so scared to say it we can't even say it because it's very very scary to say no to somebody and it's absolutely essential to do it, um, and particularly right now. So if somebody's asking something that you really don't wanna do or that you don't have the time or space or the mental or emotional energy to do it, just thank them for asking, and I'm gonna pass on that. Or Martha, it's very kind of you to ask me, and I'm gonna say no to that because I've already got like my, a real full priority right now that I'm holding very specifically. Um, So I can't do both of that right now. So check back. So it's a yes to you, Martha. It's a yes to my love for you. It's a yes to my relationship with you. And then it's an absolute no to the request, or at least a not now to the request um also to practice if you're saying no already some of you that are practiced at this if you're giving big long explanations for the no or big long justifications for the no to see if you can reel some of that in because that explaining and justifying and rationalizing and all that is most often energy draining too it's also defense you know we give those explanations and justifications because we don't want them to think unfriendly of us we don't want to think we don't, we do don't want them to think harshly of us so that need to seek their approval that need to seek their um appreciation seeking them to understand where you're coming from and your good intentions and that seeking is really the biggest stressor the seeking them um and seeking from them is much more stressful than the request or the saying no to that. So see if you can reel in your explanations and justifications and rationalizations just a little simply because it's too stressful to continue it and that you've got more creative, innovative and resourceful, critical ways actually right now to direct your energy. Um, If you're struggling to say no and you can't, to begin to figure out ways that you can. Um, so if it's just very, very scary, too scary to say it, to say you know I need to think about that, or I'll have to get back with you right now. I can I'm not in a position to answer that. I, I've got to like get back to you later. Or for me, I can say you know I'm the the answer is really no, and the truth is I'm scared of hurting your feelings. So I can just name the ghost. Sometimes naming the ghost gives me the courage to go ahead and give my no. And if I can't, that you have the right and the responsibility to say, let me think about that, or I'm not ready yet to answer that, or I don't have enough information yet, or I don't know my schedule enough yet. It could also be that I simply um, don't want to talk about that. Like what you're asking me to do is something that's off limits for me to talk about. And we'll get into that in the, in this next part. So it's it's not just in the context of saying no, for example, but um, saying there's questions that people may ask you. They may challenge you, um, um, try to recruit you over to their philosophies or their thinking. Can anybody relate to that? Like when people are in your presence, wanting you to think and believe like they do, and it's and um, you it sometimes will be aligned with them. Sometimes you'll be able to relate pretty right up a hundred percent, even with them sometimes. And sometimes you won't have the same access to relate the way that they're wanting you to. And if they're asking you questions about things that are touchy for you or personal, um, or that you absolutely know, this is not going to go well. I already know where we stand. If I've already know that we're in polarized positions or extreme positions of any kind, I know that it's not gonna go well to enter into a conversation about that. And I simply don't have the energy to take it on than to say that I've got to set a boundary about that. So this topic is off limits for us when we're together. I cannot talk about that because we're our positions are too extreme or I already know that we're we polarized and how we think about that. So I want to then request, respectfully request that that topic be set aside, that we talk about something else when we're together. It could be if questions are coming at you that you absolutely don't wanna answer, you're not comfortable answering or don't feel safe answering, or frankly, you feel like it's none of their business that you have, again, the right and the responsibility to say, you know, I'd rather not answer that or that's not something that I'm ready to talk about, or that's not something I share with anybody outside of my, uh, re- my personal relationships or outside of my own family. So it's a way then of setting some limit with them without a hard limit or without dumping off on them or something, simply to think about, define where you stand, defining where you stand, also then allowing them to stand wherever they stand. So it doesn't have to be that we always stand together on something. And if, if we grow up in this a little bit and actually mature in this, we can better, we're can we better equipped to accept our differences and to know that just because we have differences doesn't mean that we're all that different, that we have different mindsets and different philosophies and different preferences and things like that. And then practically during this time, um, some of you are wanting more phone calls than you're getting, I'm sure. Some of you are getting far more phone calls than you wish you were getting. You know, this is the the, the limits of our humanness to look at the introversion of this and how introverts will, will um, not be as triggered by being isolated and cut off and at home and having less activity and all that. And it'll be very triggering for the extroverts Um, that are really fed off of and um, lifted up and energized by, by talking and activity and expression and having people around and maybe even physical touch or the hugs and things like that. So this, it cannot be like a blanket statement here, but only to encourage you to do what is actually true for you and what will keep you bolstered up so that if you actually need more phone calls than you're getting to be the one to make them. My friend, Mary says when she called me complaining one day that nobody ever calls me, nobody ever calls me that I said to her, how many people have you called this week? And we get a big laugh out of that. And she said, well, none. And I said, well, yeah, you've not called anybody, but you're irritated and frustrated because nobody's calling you. So it's like taking back that responsibility for what what can I do? So if you want more calls, you want more connection, find a way to get it by making the call, set up these little uh, Zoom counts that people are using or your Facebook messenger, you can video through there or your uh, FaceTime, things like that so that you get the connections and the FaceTime and the time with the people that you want on your terms. And to set limits about that too, about when you're available. So it's not during your rest time and that it's not when your energy has to be split off from your work or something like that so that you even have limits around that. And certainly if you're getting more calls or getting burned out with the um, electronics and how how much time you're at the machine or how much time you're at the desk, to pull back from that too and to say, I've got to have a, I've got to have unscheduled time um, for myself to go back into read, to uh, text, to the science of mind, to scripture, to whatever brings you some type of removing from all of that activity out there. And then to absolutely commit to yourself, not to respond to emails and text outside of a certain window. If they're frazzling you, if they're not frazzling you, knock yourself out, of course, go ahead and do it. This is for how to keep our energy uh, up, 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 up and how to keep uplifting ourselves um, and to set new limits in this new normal that we're gonna have and to go at least for now um, that I've got, I need to be very mindful um, key leaders here, which you are, you're a key leader um, in our movement, a key leader in the world, in the, in the consciousness movement for expanding consciousness and spiritual mind treatment, we're leaders in this. So it's, it's, it's absolutely critical to keep ourselves in, in the highest state in the upper room of our own mind and certainly above the line so that what I'm offering here hopefully will leave us more progressive instead of regressive and less triggered and mad and frustrated and upset. And even though those emotions are there, they're normal, certainly during these times of loss and grief and change, that we allow for those emotions and open up space for those emotions without letting the emotions take over. So some way to give the emotions their presence, give the emotions their life, to have emotions and not have emotions have us, at least ongoing. And it also includes just refusing um, to share parts of your life with other people that you're not ready to, if that's where you stand on it. And it also encourages some of us to really open up our life and to share other parts of our life with people. Like one of my friends from 30 years ago just went to the Martha Creek website, which is www.marthacreek.com. And she was missing her church and saying how sad she is that she's never got to see me present in the church. So I told her there's 100 videos there. They're all free and 100 podcasts and all that. So she evidently um, went to some friend's house. They sat six feet apart to honor these protocols and they watched these Martha Creek videos. And she said, she called just so uplifted. Her tail was wagging. She was so excited at just what those videos had meant to her, having known me all this time and that she had never had any idea about the depth of my study or what I had been doing for all these 30 years. So it's like she was meeting Martha for the first time. She also said, and I am so shocked that you were married before. I've known you 30 years. I didn't even know that you had been married. So I must have revealed that in one of the talks that I was married as a young girl and I've not been married since 1983 and I met her in 1989. So you, your friends may use this time to really get to know who's in your house and who your friends are. So not to think that we know them already, but we're just getting to know them. Then think about, um, also it's a time as all of you know as seekers, spiritual seekers, that it's a very very auspicious, very auspicious time to get into the deepest of your inner work to look at anything that you have not um, surrendered, any any rocks, any big boulders you're still carrying through life, any kind of resentments, grudges, unforgiveness, anything to use this time in any modality you have. Prayer work, forgiveness work, repentance work, 12-step work, fourth-step work, um, uh, clearings, emotional clearings, freedom techniques, tapping, energy work, whatever you can do. I encourage you to use this time to really use it as a time of purification, emotional purification, spiritual purification and physical purification for that matters as, as you're building your own immunity, emotional immunity, spiritual immunity, and physical immunity. And I send you my best and all that you do and all the ways that you serve the world. I'm so honored to be a part of it. My, um, my ministry is most of you know, which I get very emotional when I think about the magnitude of this and the blessing the blessing of my own life that my ministry and my calling is to serve those who serve. So it's with my whole heart that um, I offer any kind of uh, idea or suggestion or possibility or potential that I hold that for you in infinity. And I'm absolutely here to serve you. So God bless you individually, your families, your ministry, all the ways you serve in ministry there. And know that you have a very, very, very um, proud of you and cheerleading you on Martha Creek out here in the world, always wishing you the best. And if there's a way I can serve you further, get directly in touch with me. Okay. I know who you are. I know what you are. I know how you serve. I know who I am. I know what I am. I know how I serve. So let's begin again. What will make your tail wag today? What do you look forward to? Bye for now. All love. Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our be podcast now. by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org. Www. Just be. Thank <laughs> you.